0: You are listening to the God-Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you are tuning in today. This is episode 17, and we are going to talk about confidence. Confidence. Worldly Confidence and Godly Confidence. There are similarities and there are some differences, and we're just going to dive into both of them. And hopefully you will stay tuned to the very end. We're going to do a little exercise to help us boost our confidence um, with a just an exercise that I think is going to be helpful for you. So Worldly Confidence, let's dig into that First. We live in a day and age where a lot of people are seeking to be business owners or climb corporate ladders. We have a lot of entrepreneurial moms and women, uh, people who want to stay home with their children and run their businesses from home. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And within that, we have to have confidence. I know that in my years of being an entrepreneur and leading other leaders, and training them and helping them find confidence, I have used a lot of slogans for them to find that inner confidence, you know, to tell them things like be all you can be, which that's kind of like an army term, but we hear it all of the time. Find the strength within yourself, find confidence, no fear, dig deep. Um, we have a lot of affirmations that we will read or that we will pass down. I've certainly done that as well. Uh, believing in ourselves, thinking that um, bringing our thinking to a higher level so that we can accomplish more. And I think that that is okay to do because God has created us with amazing abilities. And a lot of us just do not realize the strength that we do have on the inside. Now, however, there are many people who do not have God as the foundation, and they are chasing after worldly confidence, and they are kind of grappling After all of these kind of the phrases that I just spoke of, and that is their strength. And that's kind of all of they that they have hope in. And I just want to in this podcast just convince you that there's so much more when we have God as our foundation and we are truly looking to the scriptures to see what he has to say about this. God wants us to be focused on who He says that we are. Ephesians 1 has so many different adjectives that explain and describe who we are when we accept Jesus in our lives, and we're so much more when we have life with Him. Ephesians 1 talks about us being adopted and blessed and chosen. It talks about being predestined, which means that he had a plan for us even before he formed the world. And when we have that kind of confidence, because God has that confidence in us, I think it's pretty amazing because we are walking in who God says we are, not just on something that's frail and fragile of what the world says. Because at any moment The world can be just, it's like the rug being slipped from under our feet. We never know when there's going to be, heaven forbid, a tragedy or something that gives us a handicap where we can't do what we once could do. Um, I've seen people, whether it's been a financial struggle, whether they've lost their home, lost their cars, their jobs, whether they've lost their ability to move or to think, Um, there's many things that can happen in this world that can steal from us. But God, when he gives us an assignment and when he tells us who we are in Christ, There is nothing that can take that away because he gives us hope. God has a bigger plan for us than what we have for ourselves. Sometimes we think that as long as I am the owner of a company and I'm making a million dollars a year and we're just going to increase that and I'm getting all of the bells and whistles and the toys and the rewards, that I'm successful. But God wants us to be successful in the kingdom with a kingdom mindset. Um, We need God's strength in order to do what he's asking us to do. Not just that inner strength of positive thinking and positive affirmations. We actually need to be, as the Bible says, infused with inner strength. We need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I just think that we do ourselves a huge disservice when we try to amp up our own selves, our own thinking, positive thinking and affirmations. We can look in the mirror and tell ourselves whatever we want to say all day long. And yeah, I do believe we will believe it if we say something long enough and we have the positive thinking, we will be stronger and we will be able to accomplish goals, but they will be Worldly goals when we are using worldly words and worldly tactics. But when we have our foundation in Christ, we are using a supernatural strength and knowing that we are literally operating in the spirit because we are speaking spiritual truths to ourselves. The world has goals. The goals that the world, that the world has is that we achieve, that we need the courage to do certain tasks. And there may be a goal of, you know, by the end of the week or by the end of the month or in six months or by the end of the year. Um, I've seen many, many goals. By the end of the day, we're going to have X, Y, and Z done. And there are rewards for working hard and putting the blood, sweat, and tears, if you will, into our endeavors and really focusing and, and doing the work that we need to do to get success. But, you know, it actually derives from how God set it up. There are verses that talk about that. There are verses that talk about having goals and it's in Habakkuk where it talks in chapter two about writing the vision down. It's so important to get with the Lord and understand who God says we are and what it is that God wants us to accomplish. I know that when I had my children, my goal was to be a great mom, and I needed the materials that I needed to in order to do that so that I could learn and achieve those goals. When I as the kids got older, I became a homeschooling mom and <clears throat> excuse me. My goals changed. I needed different resources in order to obtain those goals. When I became an, became an entrepreneur, my goals changed with that as well. And I did have a team that looked to me for leadership. I needed to provide tools and resources to them. And yes, I did have worldly goals, but I also had God as my foundation, and I knew that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing at the right time. There's a season for everything, there's a season to give it everything you've got to be a mom or to, uh, you know, to be a wife, or maybe even with different job changes. Maybe we're not supposed to be at the same job forever and ever. Amen. Maybe it is we, God wants us to be in this place for a certain amount of time, and then he's going to change us and move us. That's why it is so important to listen to where the Lord is taking us. Um, And I would say this, that especially as a woman. And this would apply to men too, because there are other people depending on you as well. But especially for me as a wife and a mom, if my family is hurting and struggling, then I'm, I'm hurting and struggling. And I've got to really hear from the Lord to know that I am doing the right thing. That's going to benefit everyone involved. God says things, um, the world will say affirmations, but God says things that, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God will tell me to be bold and courageous because we can see where he spoke to Joshua and he spoke to Gideon and he was telling them to do something that was magnificent, that was huge, that was a big, big task. And he needed to give them an extra boost of confidence and strength. And that's what we need from time to time as well. God also says that we will reap what we sow. God does not look favorably upon sluggards. And we see that over and over in the scriptures as well, especially the Proverbs. He wants us to work hard and to be diligent and that there is a reward. There are verses that say that a workman is due his wages. So when we work hard, put in the the effort, we will reap a reward for that. So what is our prize? Because the world will promise different prizes and God promises a whole different set of prizes. Um, is it wrong to work for a paycheck? Absolutely not. Is it wrong to work for a goal, uh, you know, of earning, you know, a, a vacation or earning a trip, earning a car, something really special, jewelry, whatever that looks like in whatever company that you are in? Um, there's nothing wrong with that. However, it does need to be based on the the principles that God gives us. I have found many times that going after the prize in the world can just bring about a lot of emotions that could probably be avoided. Um, let me go, let me explain a little bit. I've seen some incentives with companies. And saying, you know, if you sell this many things or if you do this by the end of the month, you will get this prize. And then after so many months of, you know, climbing the ladder, you get this vacation or whatever this looks like. And I've seen people literally you know, climb up and then just feel on cloud nine, feel so excited, happy, just elated when they go on their trips. And then I've seen others that didn't meet the mark that maybe missed it by selling one thing and they didn't earn the trip or they didn't earn. And I've seen them spiral down into depression to where it really, really hurts. And it actually affects who they are, you know, or who they think that they are. And I just think that that's a danger zone. I think that's a very, very dangerous, um, place to be when that's where all of our hopes are because it just jerks our emotions up and down and it's based on works rather than based on who God says we are. Um, uh, the stuff uh, in the world that it doesn't get us into heaven, you know, it's we just focus on, you know, earning these temporary things. And at the end of time, we don't take these things into heaven with us. But with God, God gives one thing that, you know, that just stands out among everything. When you accept Jesus as your savior, God gives us hope and it's hope of an eternal life in heaven with him, with Jesus, with our loved ones. And we get to take things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of those things. We can actually access them while here on planet earth. And we get to see miracles happen before our very own eyes. When we are asking God to be the, the source of, you know, of our prize possession. He will reward us for our faith. And there are times when I've seen it with my kids or with myself, when we've just spent a lot of time increasing our faith with preaching and teaching and hearing different speakers. And we are increased with faith and we've gone out to pray for different people. And it's been amazing because God will lead us to pray for someone and wow, someone gets healed or someone is just in tears and just needed to hear those words of Um, just the, the hope that we gave because we spoke Jesus into their lives. God will help us do the impossible. That's a reward. It's something absolutely amazing. And yes, God can help us get the rewards, you know, with a successful business. And maybe we do get the prize and we do get to go on the trips. But I also know that the entire time that I was in this business of, of, of network marketing and when I did I did the hard work. I knew that God had me in it and I received the prizes. I just gave God the glory and just gave him the thanksgiving and pointed others to the Lord because he was so, so kind and giving. Um, something that is very, um, interesting that I see in the Bible is David, when he got his eyes off of the Lord and was not doing what God called him to do, there was a time when he was supposed to be in war with the other Kings. Um, or, you know, it says that this was a time in the spring when Kings were to be in war and David didn't go, he stayed at home and he got his eyes on the wrong thing. And that was Bathsheba. And not only did he get his eyes on the wrong thing, he started manipulating situations to where he would do anything he could at all costs to get Bathsheba to be his wife, even to the point of killing her husband. Um, he uh, manipulated the situation when her husband Uriah would go out into the battlefield. He told the commanders to put Uriah in the front and they needed to back up so that Uriah would be killed. And then He would be able to get, you know, David would be able to get the wife. Sometimes we can get so wrapped up in wanting what we want. Our eyes are on the earthly prize. Our eyes are on, you know, some desire that we have and we get off off course, And I think the beautiful thing is that God brought somebody like Nathan to be a prophet to David. Now, Nathan had to be, obviously, he had to be so close to the Lord to be able to hear the message of the Lord so that he could deliver it to David. That was an amazing success in in um, nathan's life because he could have been killed who I mean how does he know that david's going to receive this message? How does he know that david 's not going to be offended? David is the king right. But Nathan heard from the Lord, and he goes in strength and courage and delivers that message to David, and David repented. And it literally changed the trajectory, I'm sure, of of all of time, because then David repented, his heart was clear with the Lord, and then we see later on how um, David served and, and he ended up having a son, Solomon, and, you know, the story just goes on. But we can literally change the course of our lives when we are following what the Lord would have us to do. So I want to uh, change direction a little bit and talk about what are the things that steal our confidence. Um, There are three things that I believe absolutely steal our confidence. And one is a big one. And we're going to camp out here a little bit. And that first one is fear. And there are three things that we can fear. We fear what will people think, what will people say, and what if I fail? Those are the three things when it comes to fear. What people think about us, their opinions of us, what are they going to say about us behind our backs or maybe even to our face, and what if I fail? And all three of those things are really based on pride because we are more concerned about what other people think of us. And even with the failure, maybe even what we think of ourselves, you know, God does not want us living in that fear. He wants us to listen to him, be close to him and, um, and, and do what it is that he's asking us to do in confidence. The second thing that steals our confidence is believing a lie instead of the truth It's so easy to believe this lie that, um, we can just be deceived. Uh, we can, what we, what we need to do is dig into the word and see what God says. This is what is really, really scary to me. Um, I use the word scary, but it definitely puts some, um, red flags up is right now you can find so many different books that are, um, uh, um, personal development. And again, it's really, really heavy on the be all you can be dig in deep and you're strong. You have this amazing person on the inside of you. And it gets to a place where it's actually scary because it goes so strong that it literally, um, it's, it's kind of avoiding what God says about us to where we need this inner strength. I mean, I think it is great to know who God has created us to be and that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God does give us strength to do things that are amazing. But when we are depending more upon, you know, who we are rather than who God is and who he's made us to be, we're believing a lie. And we need to come to God and believe his truth. And we just have to dig into the word and know that we know that we know what God is saying okay to and what he's saying no to. And that's just a scary thing right now is that a lot of people who are claiming to be Christians are truly going against God's word. Things that are in the Bible that it is very clear are wrong and things that are sin. And things that God does not condone, he does not approve of. And yet Christians will walk in the love and they will say, Christians just need to love everybody. Yes, we love everybody. But one thing that we need to do as we are loving everybody is telling the truth, because when we tell the truth, it will save people from the consequences of their sin. There are consequences to our choices and when we choose to live outside of God's perfect will and what he has in his word, there will be consequences to pay. So sometimes the lie that we're believing, um, or maybe the lie is, um, and I would say that the lie actually steals the confidence because it sets us up for failure. Or maybe the lie is that we aren't enough, that God didn't create something wonderful and fearfully, um, you know, that we're not fearfully made, that, we're not somebody that's beautiful and chosen, that we're believing the lie that we are so much less than, and we need to dispel that lie just as much as the other. So it could go to either end of the spectrum of too much confidence in self or no confidence in who God has made us to be. And then the third thing that steals our confidence is not trusting God Because when we trust in God, we are trusting in someone who is so much greater than what we are. I know there are times when Uh, as a parent, when I'm asking my children to do something like jump off the diving board or jump off of, you know, I know that there are many times when my husband would tell them when they were little to jump off the stairs and he would catch them. They had to have confidence in their dad, that dad would catch them. And we have to have confidence in God, that God is strong. He is loving and he is leading us on a path that will lead to something better. And when we have confidence in the Lord, he, He is strong, sturdy, and stable, unlike the world. The world is going to be destroyed again. It's easy to think that when um, Noah was on the ark and at the end we see the rainbow and God promised to never destroy the earth again by water. However, God has said later in his word that that the world will be destroyed again by fire So we just need to know the truth of this world is passing away. The ideas of the world, they're not sturdy and stable unless they are founded upon God and who he is. So we have to work on that relationship with the Lord. Now, I promised that I was going to lead you into an exercise at the end. And I just want to ask you, if you are walking in fear, um, And, and, you know, we were talking about the things that steal our confidence and things that will, um, of course our fear. And we talked about those three things and it could be what people think or what they say, or even of ourselves, you know, what, what if I fail, what I want you to do is think about this. If you feel that God is leading you, number one, you need to get alone with God and find out, does he want you to start this company, to start this ministry, to start this Bible study, to start posting, encouraging things on social media, to you know, put your music out there or to put your podcast and get that started because you have a message that's just burning on the inside of you and you are just paralyzed with fear. If you are in that place of what will people think? What will people say? What if I fail? What if it just is an absolute, you know, train wreck? This is what I want you to do. If you have time right now, grab a piece of paper and a pencil, or, you know, you can do this later if you are um, busy right now. Um, But I want you to grab this paper and I want you to write down the people that you are afraid of. The, um, the responses that you are afraid of, or maybe the words that you think these people would actually say to you, maybe you are afraid of your neighbor. What what will my neighbor think of me if I actually put this out? Or maybe it's the people you go to church with because other people are, maybe they're more, um introverted and they are, might be judgmental and you've heard them talk about other people before. And if they've talked about them, maybe they'll talk about you. Well, I want you to imagine them looking at whatever it is that you want to do. What will they say? What would they say? And write that down. And then I want you to take those things before the Lord and whatever these things are, the, the bad consequences. What if I fail? Well, what if, what if your first attempt does fail? You can always pick yourself back up and try again, or you can try at a different angle. Nothing is going to um, just collapse on your head. You're not going to die (laughs) from trying. Um, I want you to write these things down, write down the words. I mean, just get every detail down and then take it before the Lord, pray over it. I want you to pray for those people and ask God to you know just pray for them and ask God to come and intervene and pray for your own heart, because you do not want to let these other people become your gods because you become obedient to what's what you're fabricating in your mind that they're going to say or do. We want to, we want to like like abolish that we want to take that down, take those fears down and allow God to be our God. And we want him to be the one that we obey, not the fears of other people or fears of failure, and then pray over these things. And maybe you need to go, if you don't have a concordance in the back of your Bible, go to Google and find Bible verses on conquering fear or um, Bible verses on fear of what people say or what people think of me. You will find um, articles and Bible verses. They need to be from the Holy Bible, not another another resource. They need to be from the word of God. And then at the very end, after you have gotten peace with the Lord, I want you to take this paper and I want you to destroy it. You may rip it up into many, many pieces, and that's great. But what I like to do is actually set it to fire (laughs) and just burn it because these are lies. These are things that are holding you captive and holding you into a place of, um, of just being paralyzed and not moving forward into what God has called you to do. So I really want you to consider doing this and just jump into that and say, you know what? No more. I'm going to follow and do what God has called me to do. And I'm going to chase after the things of the kingdom and what Paul says, we throw off everything that hinders us. If there is something that you are chasing, something that looks shiny and beautiful and amazing, and that is more important to you than following the the will of God. Or if in your business, you see the jealousies and you see the uh, competition and you see your emotions going up and down with the whirlwind of, did I meet my quota for the day or the week or the month? And that's really jerking your emotions down. We need to take these things before the Lord, because that is not God's will, that the world and its rewards, it's not his will for them to jerk you around like that. It's, it's literally jerking you around. We need to take those things and, and offer them to the Lord and say, God, I repent. I repent of letting this thing, um, uh, lead me and guide me and really control me, uh, controlling my attitude towards other people or controlling who I think I am or who I can, who I think others are. We want to lay that down so it is no longer an idol. Because it's not benefiting anybody. So what? You make a million dollars. And you don't have peace and and you're just like bombarded with the jealousies and the junk from other people. And it's just a nasty relationships. That's just, it's just awful. But when you come humbly before the Lord, and then you realize at that point, when you come in humility, then you realize, you know what? Not everybody is going to like me because I shine the glory of Jesus and not everybody's going to be drawn to that. And then it's a whole different perspective. And then you can Submit to the will of God and then allow the Lord to work in your heart when it comes to those other people. Because on this, on this earth, not everybody is going to like us. Not everybody is going to be our best friend. Not everybody is going to be for us. Uh, if we go with the Lord, not everybody's going to be happy with it. And if we go with the world, not everybody's going to be happy with that either. So, uh, we just need to choose what is steady, sturdy and stable. And that is God and his word. So I hope that you have found this podcast to be beneficial. I hope that you really take seriously your confidence and the importance of having confidence and finding that in Christ Jesus alone and then living with confidence in the world. And then, yes, go and build your business and reap the rewards of your hard work, because that is God's will as well. So I'm so glad you tuned in today. I'm so thankful. If you have not um, rated and given this podcast some stars, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, especially you can rate it with um, stars, or maybe you're listening to it on Google play or Wherever you can rate it, Um, I'm not saying to rate it for my own uh, benefit, like for narcissism. I am saying that simply so other people can find this podcast easier. The more ratings we have, the easier people can find it when they are searching for a Christian um, uh, podcast. So hopefully it will be a benefit to more people. Okay, guys, thanks again for tuning in. I hope you've been blessed. And until next time, bye-bye.